0: This is Because Teeth Podcast with Greg Santiago and Cody Preble.
1: All right, back again with another episode,
0: episode E today. Yes, sir. Dive right in. So today is gonna to be basically a tie-in off of our last episode. It's going to be um, a part two of talking about being a guy in the dental hygiene field. We're gonna share some stories that we have gone through, I guess, in a way. And when I say gone through, I don't mean that in a negative way. It's just a good topic to kind of talk about. And yeah. Before we get into the topic, though, I do want to say first and foremost, thank you guys for listening. If you listen to our previous episodes, we are um, doing a giveaway. I believe we're still going to be running this at this t- once this episode airs, so mm-hmm. we'll we'll still have this giveaway going.
1: Yeah, because well, we'll probably run that for a week or so. Yeah, at least. So yeah, it'll probably be wrapping up. So if you haven't checked that out, make sure you definitely check that out because we'll be we'll be wrapping up here shortly. Yeah. So it'll be kind of like a. Maybe a, a, a late a, um, after
0: a belated Christmas gift, mm-hmm. maybe if you win the giveaway. Mm-hmm. So um, thank you guys, you know, for listening and hope you guys had a good holiday. Hopefully everybody got floss and toothpaste <laughs> and toothbrushes in their stocking. There we go. And, you know, just want to say, you know, hopefully everyone had a good holiday. And I Merry remember Christmas one year, day. one year
1: for Christmas, I got a uh, that's when I actually got my first water pick. Was it? And it was before I was in the field, like doing this. And I loved it. Did you? I was so excited for it, yeah. That's and my mom knew that. That's why she got it for me. That's interesting. And I was trying to think, actually, how many years ago that was. I don't remember. Yeah, it's kind of... I would say it was probably at least three or four years ago. And looking come, back on it now, it's kind of funny. Comes full circle yeah. now? Like,
0: Like, as far as, like, now thinking about it, you're like, wow, I actually mm-hmm. really like that.
1: Because I've always, like, been interested in teeth and loved going to the dentist. Yeah. So that was, that was kind of another way I got into this a little bit. It was... It was good. I was. uh, My friends always made fun of me because I was the poster child at the dentist. They always loved me coming in there, really, because I had good teeth and like, "Oh, you're doing a great job. Like, keep it up." And you, you got your A plus when you went there, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so. I know for me, I always get, you know, family members and stuff like toothbrushes for Christmas and, and things like that, but I don't have any stories. Like my mom, my mom never really got me like toothbrushes or anything like that growing up in my stocking. It was always hygiene stuff, but never toothbrushes Mm -hmm. specifically. She would get me deodorant, shampoo, (laughs) you know, that kind of stuff, which I liked because I mean, for the most part, like she would get me like the five pack of deodorant. So I didn't have to buy deodorant for like a whole year. So Literally, I guess, that, I guess that's the point of stocking. Stock up, right? <laughs> but yeah, so hope everyone had a good Christmas. And thank you for, you know, um, tuning in after your holiday. And yeah, let's just dive into the, mm-hmm. the topic today. So um, I do want to kind of go into, you know, the whole basically obviously being a guy in dental hygiene. But specifically, I want to kind of talk about basically like what's an awkward experience for us and what I mean by that is obviously there's not too many guys that go into dental hygiene specifically I mean very common for obviously dentists to go you know males and to become dentists and and but I want to kind of like I guess tell our story about like what was the what was an awkward conversation that maybe you have had with somebody or family member or something that you're kind of maybe a maybe a little bit hesitant or you felt awkward because that does happen Mm -hmm. like even for me like I'll, I'll tell my story, but I want to ask yeah. you first.
1: Yeah. So at first I remember when I knew this is what I wanted to do, I, I, I was kind of, like you said, hesitant to tell my friends, my roommates who I was with at the time, cause they knew I was what I was doing before. And I don't know really why I was hesitant on it, but I just didn't know how they would take it. I mean, they're in other, other industries, um, that, that are basically
0: like driven by males and it's common to, yeah. uh, I guess that's what you're trying to say, right? Yeah.
1: And so just going to something like this, I wasn't really sure how they would take it or what their reaction was going to be. And for whatever reason, I was a little bit hesitant about it. But once I told them, it was kind of just in my head more than anything because they didn't, they didn't react negatively or, yeah. um, and, and I, I think the same thing kind of happened with, with my parents as well. When I told them, I was the same way. I was like, Oh, how are they going to, how are they going to take this? I don't know what to expect and then I told him and it was all it was all fine so what goes through
0: your head like what what makes you feel like that that timidness of like like coming out like because it is a female dominated industry was that was that really the the drive behind that or was it just because you weren't sure
1: yeah so I think a little bit of that but also just I I didn't know how they were going to take it because I like, I didn't know if they could see me doing it just because it was so much different than what I was doing before. I didn't want them to be like, Oh, so why, why this all of a sudden? Like, I felt like I had to explain myself a little bit. Yeah. And what, what were
0: you doing before for people that maybe haven't listened to the first episode?
1: So before I was actually in the rental car business, that's what I did. So I had a bachelor's degree in marketing and then ended up just working at a, at a rental car company for about two years. So that's what I was doing. So coming from that and then saying all of a sudden I want to do hygiene. They're like, what do you, yeah. like, how did you get here?
0: Exactly. And it, and, and it's just, it okay. I see what you're saying. It's almost like random in a way. Yeah. So the, it, so it then seems at that like point that. I
1: kind of felt like I was going to explain myself because they're like, how did you all of a sudden get to this? did you just like pick a, a, a career out of a hat one day and, and decide this is what I want to do.
0: Yeah. So we'll dive into that. Like what, what, I mean, I, I think we talked about it on our first episode a little bit, but. What really kind of gave you like, okay, I can do this. Like what, like what, there's gotta be something that finally was like, you know what? I think I can do this. Did you, did you research? Did you go on YouTube? Did you, you know, that kind of thing? Yeah,
1: it was the research. I honestly remember taking those like personality tests and I I did a couple of those and that's, that's how this came up as um, just an idea anyways, because it wasn't something that I thought about. I think we mentioned that before that it's not really like a a common career path to go. So I, it wasn't something I was consciously thinking about, but then after those tests, I saw it pop up, and then that's when i I kind of started to question it and I remember just like I said there, um I used to just love going to the dentist and getting toothbrushes and taking care of my teeth so i when i when I thought about that and I was like, "Oh, this is popping up on here for a reason, yeah, and kind of looked into it, like I said before, the using um using my hands and yeah. Some, something like that it just really caught my interest yeah and I don't know I guess that's really it and then then I just went for it
0: you know it's so funny because I love hearing that answer because that's that's a very very common answer as far as like why do you get into dentistry or why do you what drove you to the dental field and I feel like that's definitely like obviously our, our one of our gifts behind the podcast and, and interviewing people is we're gonna ask them like why why did it get in why did they get into dentistry and most now I'm not gonna say most of the time but I'm going to say 50% of people at, at least, you know, are going to say, cause I like teeth or, yeah. you know, I like to go to the dentist kind of thing, but.
1: And I don't have like the the most perfect teeth out there. So, I mean, yeah, I've got my flaws, but, um, so, cause I know with the patient that I have, they're probably like, Oh, your teeth are probably perfect. Cause they can't see them with the mask on and everything. And I'm like, they're they're I mean, they're not, yeah. I take care of them. Yes. But I don't, I've never had braces. I don't have a perfect smile, but it's, it's fine with me. Well, one thing you're going to learn, like
0: once you get into the field, you're going to like, you're going to want more of it, especially like you being surrounded. I mean, not that we're not surrounded by it all day, but we definitely like have our breaks, you know, and, and stuff. But when you're doing it, like you want it, you're going to start like, okay, like I want to fix everything yeah. in my mouth. Like I want it to be perfect. Yeah. like Because you, you got to keep in mind, like you, it's it's not really being a hypocrite, but it's also like, you can't kind of guide patients without, you doing it yourself either. You're a bit of a role model. Exactly. Like you're going to be an example. Like you want, you want to have that kind of, you know, I wouldn't say, I mean, I think it's hard to get a perfect smile. And I think there's a, there's a huge, you know, what is perfect. Exactly. You know, gateway of the understanding of what's perfect and what's healthy. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's a big kind of topic, I guess, that I always talk to patients like, you know, obviously every patient wants white teeth, straight teeth, Mm -hmm. and that's it. You know, but you don't always like you said. You don't have to have that. Long yeah. as you have a healthy mouth, that's the goal. Yep. If you want to do that other stuff, there's ways. There's a lot of different you know opportunities or you know things that we can get it there. You know, but you're gonna learn when you get in the field. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna start. You're gonna be like, <laughs> yeah, oh, you're, pra- you're probably right. And um, the other thing that I guess I wanted to share my story about that was you know I kind of had a little bit of an awkward thing. It was it was w- more with my dad to be honest okay. with you. So my dad is basically he owns a security business. So he does any and everything when it comes to physical labor. I mean, he's kind of like a handyman. And when I say that he can do anything, like, he can probably build a house if he really wanted to, <laughs> like, he's got, you know, the tools. And he's just he's done that his whole life. But his actual like job is he's a locksmith. Okay. Um, As far as like, he owns a security business. And the reason why I say security, is because he does like cameras, he does other things other than just unlocking doors and making keys and that kind of stuff even though that's kind of like the heart of it you know but yeah so it was it was hard it wasn't okay i'm not gonna say it was hard for me to tell him because i'm not like shy about it at all but it was a little bit awkward for me because first and foremost like i think every son and dad maybe not every son and dad but you know a lot of it is like you want your your son or your kids to kind of follow in your footsteps like you want Mm -hmm. to kind of open that gateway and give them what you're, what you're building or what you've built, you know, kind of thing. And like I said, my dad has pretty successful business. I mean, when I say that, I mean, he hasn't worked for anybody. He owns his own business since he was 20 years old, you know, so he would obviously like to pass that to me, but I just didn't see myself doing it. And I, all growing up, I work with him, you know, like summer breaks, even when I was in like grade school, I remember I started very early, like, I'm going to say like fifth, fourth grade, like. I legit worked with my dad. I mean, obviously, I just did what he told me kind of thing. Yeah, you weren't doing anything crazy. Nothing but, crazy. I yeah. wasn't going on jobs with myself in fifth grade. But, you know, <laughs> I I was on a ladder drilling in, you know, things mm-hmm. at, you know, the age, you know, what was that? Probably like 10, 11 years old or yeah. something like that. But, yeah, and I remember I was like legit working at that age where most kids aren't really kind of doing that mm-hmm. stuff. And I just knew, like, I guess maybe doing that early it kind of showed me that I didn't want to do physical labor. Okay um and it's also too kind of funny to tie into because even be a dental hygienist it is physical labor
1: yeah in it, a way you sure. know it
0: takes a toll on our body there's a lot of things that maybe people don't see that part of it obviously we're not going to go in there and complain and say oh you know yeah let me have you um you know sit this way because my neck's hurting today mm-hmm. or we don't really say that we just kind of guide them to that but Correct. it takes a toll on our body and that was my mindset I and especially like obviously growing up in Florida and stuff, like I didn't want to be in the heat. Like if there was yeah. a physical labor job, most of them are going to be in some form of heat. Like you're not going to have a physical labor job and cold AC and correct. And also the rain, you know, where, when I was 18, I started valeting and we had to valet in the rain. Like mm-hmm. I was like, mm, you know, I want something indoors that I can go home at five o'clock. I don't have to work at the weekends. Yeah, That was like kind of my drive becoming, you know, like originally like becoming a dentist, like I wanted just something that I can be family oriented and that kind of thing. Start my own family and not have to worry about you know Saturday and Sunday. I still have to work kind of mm-hmm. thing. But yeah, that was kind of my thing. And it was a little bit weird when I first told him. And I'm I'm gonna say even till this day, he's probably has that like I'm not gonna say grudge, but I think he would have he would have liked to see me like taking his footsteps. Yeah, like, thing a, like a what if that. you would have chose this versus that? Exactly. Yeah. But But anyways, but so I told him. I said, "Listen, hey, I'm, I'm doing. I think it was. I waited till I was like kind of like what you said, like until you were going into it. Mm -hmm. I waited till I was like like in dental assisting school before I told him. Yeah, I didn't live with my dad. You know, my mom, my dad are separated, so I lived with my mom at the time. And I just kind of went through everything and finally started. And I said, "Hey, like I'm going to become a dental assistant." And even when I told him that, he kind of like looked at me sideways in a weird way. Like I just felt it. Like you know Mm -hmm. when you know like that aura. You know, I just, I was like, Hey, like I'm, I'm going dental assisting school. So I'm going to be basically, I was at the time I was still taking prereqs and I was in dental assisting school. So I was like basically in two schools and I was, um, I still kept up, kept up, um, managing a, a valet at that time. So I was still working full time. Mm-hmm. So I was doing all this stuff. So I really didn't have too much time to really like have that conversation with them. Like, like we good kind of thing, yeah. you
1: know, at the same time, because it is, it is like an awkward yeah. I well, don't. I remember I didn't tell my mom about it. I think I, I want to say, like you were saying, I didn't do it until I was already in, in, uh, in, in doing the prereqs. And I think I just wanted to not have anyone's opinion on it and kind of really sell myself and be like, you know what, this is what I want to do. And without having their opinions. So I just kind of started the process and then I told them and it was like, however they take it, this is what I'm going to do regardless. Yeah, so that's why I kind of did like did that yeah took that approach on it and and
0: exactly you you said it perfect that's was that was my mentality with, mm-hmm. with with my dad but you know with my mom the complete opposite like my mom's super supportive like no matter what I did um, I will say that she kind of drove me to dental it wouldn't be like specific hygiene or assistant or dentist or anything um, but she just told me she's like please become anything in the healthcare field I don't care what you do yep That's literally what was her words for me. Like when I got out of high school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do yet. I was still just like kind of like limbo, like couldn't figure out in high school, like what my thing was. Cause when I played sports my whole life that stopped in high school. And then, you know, after that, it was just kind of like, I don't really know what I want to do other than let me just go to school and Mm -hmm. figure something out kind of thing. And she said, just go something healthcare, you know, and. That was, that was like my mindset. Like, I guess even in high school, I was like, oh, I'm, that's going to be in the back of my head. Like, so that stuck with me. And I guess dental was that, that outlet. Yeah. For
1: yeah. And I remember that was one thing that my mom told me after I had told her that it's what I wanted to do. Just being in the healthcare field, it's very stable. It's a lot more stable. We kind of touched on that in another yeah. episode too, but that was kind of one, one other thing of uh, a reason I think that I gave of, of why this is something that I wanted to do versus what I was before. It's always stable. You're, you're going to be working on, you're always going to have patience. Basically you're never going to run out. Yeah. And, and actually, especially now with, with it all growing as much as it is. It did. That's what I was just
0: about to say, because you know, first and foremost, like this is a perfect way to kind of bring it full circle about the physical part on your body. Almost every, I'm not going to say almost every, but there's a good amount of hygienists that they get into hygiene and then they don't want to do clinical anymore because mm-hmm. of the toll it takes on your body, you know? So everyone thinks you're just showing up to the, I don't know. I, I, I can't speak on the perspective of, of outside yeah. patients view of might be a question hygiene for them. Yeah. That yeah. would be a good question, but you know, it it takes a big toll on our body, you know, as far yes. as like, you know, vision as well. Like if you have loops and stuff, like, you know, you doing that for 20 years, like it's going to affect your vision. Yeah. You know, um, obviously we talked about like the ergonomic part. That's a big, big part of it Mm -hmm. but even
1: even hearing we've heard from just using like the cavitron and stuff so much the sound of that we've heard that like even one of our past professors kind of said it affected her a little bit correct
0: it will and and i mean the the last part of it would be like the hand eye coordination like it takes a toll on like your wrist like you know you having that motion you know obviously you want to do everything correct Mm -hmm. as far as like the strokes and you, it's not like you want to strain your wrist or, you know, any of this stuff, but it happens over time. I mean, no matter how good you are, there's going to be certain days that you are lacking on something yeah. or, you know, that kind of stuff that it's going to take a toll on your body and as a whole. And there's just so many things that people, people don't understand that part of it. So mm-hmm. I think it's a good way to kind of like start off our, our podcast with with this kind of stuff, because even though it might seem like negative in a way that we're talking about, like the negatives, there's obviously so much obviously positive yeah.
1: and being aware of it is the first step in because you want to know what you're getting it. into exactly
0: and that and that's like one of those things that you 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 can talk to everybody about certain things and we might say this you know like me and you might say this about whatever but everyone's different too so correct there's some people you know i've i've known hygienists that practice for 30 years not a zero backache You know, not a, you know, no type of, you know, surgery or maintenance or anything and do nothing, you know, just some people, it just depends. Everyone's different. Correct. You know, I can definitely tell you right now that I am not going to (laughs) be one of those people, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, so I do. And and there's ways to like, you know, help it. And there's certain things that we do that we, you know, like, as far as like, I don't know, like it could be be something as simple as like acupuncture or something that like helps us, you know, with our posture or Mm -hmm. whatever it is, whether it's massages or, even, like, back aligners. Like, oh, yeah. no. Have you ever heard of that? Have you ever heard of a, a back aligner?
1: Yeah. That's not, like, the belt that you wear around. Well, like, no. That's, well, that's for, like, people who are... That's posture. Lifting up things.
0: Yeah, no. So, there's this, like, basically, it's kind of like a machine you lay down. It's, like, I guess you would call it, like, a massage table, but it's built okay. into the massage table, and it actually, like, kind of, it almost feels like a like a fist or a ball, and it goes in your spine and rolls it out. Hmm. Which honestly the first, I didn't, it was weird. Like at first, yeah, I I had to do it after my car accident. Oh, okay. That was the first thing they put me on there. Like, yep, you're going to take 20, 30 minutes of this. And
1: so is it like, is it like a chair then like you said? No, it's a table. Okay. And you just lay on the table? You lay
0: on the table and it literally, it's just like a ball and it just runs through your spine and it rolls it out basically. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so there's just different things that you can do to kind of help you.
1: Yeah. And and I know definitely once I'm out there, I want to start doing these yeah, regularly. I'm going to be on a consistent basis of it. I can already tell. Yeah, I,
0: I told you about that cryotherapy. That is, yeah. man, life changing, dude. I got to take you hopefully maybe in Tampa. Yeah, I'm one gonna time. try that one of these times. Yeah, even well, even if you get a chance, like when you whenever you go down there, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it takes literally three minutes. Like you're literally in and yeah, out in three minutes. Um, But it it helps your whole body, man. Mm-hmm. Like you walk out and you're like, I, I feel I, rejuvenated. To say the least, man, it feels so good. But but, yeah, that brings it kind of, you know, as far as, like, outsiders viewing it as, like, maybe not physical labor or not, I guess, like, manly as a as a job or um, a career. There's a lot of it that, you know, that it's just kind of unspoken about because you're just going through that. And mm-hmm. I think that's with any kind of physical labor job because, like, I even know, like, my dad specifically, like, he takes days off because he had a big job. Like, it's, it's a toll on his body. Yeah. Like, first and foremost, I mean, my, obviously, my dad's older, so. You can't do it like he was 20, but he's lifting doors, you know, just, just different, you know, obviously a lot of different things that he's doing, but just, it takes a toll and you got to take a break. You got to do these things to, you know, maintenance. So no matter what it is. So I think it's a good way to kind of tie in being a guy basically yeah, into the dental hygiene definitely. field specifically, you know? Um, but one thing I wanted to talk about basically, especially because of you, you have huge hands. <laughs> so let's talk about that a little bit because as a patient i mean i can say that i don't i've never that's never crossed my mind yeah to be honest with you but i think that some patients would be like oh like this is a guy like he's going extra hard because he's a guy
1: yeah and i think that's something that even my friends and family members brought up at the beginning of it when i did tell them i wanted to do this they're like okay well how are you going to get in somebody's mouth when you have huge hands like what if it's a small mouth and then it kind of got into my head like oh how, how am i going to deal with this like when, once we started um doing instrumentation I was like, well, actually, it's not a factor at all because you usually only have your fulcrum placed. Correct. And then you're just reaching in with an instrument. So if anything, I feel like I can access some spots better because my fingers are longer and I can kind of reach back there a little bit more without having to put my whole... You're not putting your whole hand in there. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly. Like, <laughs> it's only a finger or two at a time. Yeah. And it, it honestly hasn't played a factor at all.
0: But... I mean, we can talk about the good part of it. I mean, yeah, we probably have a little bit more muscle than, you know, the average, you know, female that is Mm -hmm. doing hand instrumentation, which it's a benefit for us too. You know, I mean, I can say that maybe sometimes I catch myself like, okay, I'm going a little bit, you know, maybe I wouldn't say too hard, but I can just feel myself tensing up. And I'm like, this is definitely like, I'm compensating for something. I'm doing something wrong here. So Mm -hmm. I can feel that sometimes, but I think that there's also times that it's great because, Where some, you know, people need like, let's say the Cavitron on certain teeth because of the calculus is so tenacious. Like we might have a little bit of an upper hand with that part of it, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and, and I can definitely say this, like the distal and the third molars, like I I know for sure, like I can get back there and I'm like, yeah, I I got this, you know, kind of thing. Because even with the Cavitron, you can't always get back behind that distal. There's obviously tips that are made for it, which I've tried by the way, and they're really good. It's just hard to switch like in the middle. Oh yeah. And and because most of the
1: time it's just the universal one that we'll use. Correct. Okay.
0: But you know, anyways, but there's certain things that it is a a benefit as well. So, you know, I, I think that talking about it is, is a good way to Mm kind of like clear the air in a way that there's a lot of benefits of, you know, us being, you know, like using those, like I said, like the muscle kind of thing, that's a good thing.
1: Yeah. And like you said, even though, people might have like in their head, like, Oh, this is a guy working on me. He's going to, he's going to tear my mouth up. Yeah. It's not like that though. It's not, it's not. And and we can tell when, when we're using more force and not For using sure. it. And a lot of the time, like that, that doesn't even really play into it. Yeah. Like, it's just like a different situation using the instruments and everything. You're not, it's like the instrument and your little fingers doing their work, not, yeah your overall like muscles like
0: yeah yeah you you can be yoked and that doesn't correct. mean that you're gonna like tear up somebody's yeah. mouth and and honestly like side note like talk about like obviously there is like some you know guys that are yoked maybe i wouldn't say i i haven't met many dental hygienists yet mm-hmm. which i'm hoping obviously this podcast won't change but also too like i can say like i know a couple yoked dentists Never yeah. had a patient complain about anything, exactly. you know, like you just, it, it doesn't play a factor. It you know? all comes
1: down to your skills and how well that like, you can just perfect those, those little movements that we're doing it. None of it. It's, it's finesse. And those, yes. the
0: instruments, they're made that way to do the work for itself.
1: Yes. It, it literally does the work for you. You're yeah. just there guiding it. Yeah. that That's it. That's a good way to put it. That way people can kind of think that and it's not yeah, all based on how big or small you are or whatever.
0: Exactly. I mean, and, and that's the other thing too, like not to say that there's, you know, not yoked girls, but there's yoked girls, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and when I say girls, I mean women, Yes, you know, but like, that doesn't play a factor either. You would, you know, like, you're not going to go in there and be like, oh, you're yoked. You're going to hurt my yeah. heart. You're going to hurt my mouth.
1: Like, you know, you just. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it doesn't correlate over. It's not, it's not a direct correlation. Yeah. I think that's the way I want to say it. A relationship. <laughs> what is it? What's the correlation variable R? um but community um I want to take it back
0: um real quick um as far as like us talking about like us having like the I guess the best smile and with the patients and them looking at your smile kind of thing so before COVID I had that happen a lot to me and I obviously you know I don't have the best teeth either as far as like aesthetically like obviously I keep it healthy but Mm -hmm you know, I had a lot of patients like, like, Oh, like, let me see your smile. Cause it it almost makes them feel comfortable where it's like, and I, and I tell them, I'm like, look, like as far as like grinding, like I grind really bad. And when I would bring that up to patients, I'm like, trust me, I understand because you're making that connection with them. And they're like, what do you mean? You understand you probably have perfect teeth. And I would show them yeah, pre COVID obviously that I would show them, you know, I'm like, look, like, no, I, I wear a night guard every single night because I can't sleep well if I don't.
1: Yeah. And one other thing to say on that, is I think it just goes with like back to the, to the perfect smile. It's just the, it's the patient's confidence that they have with it. Yeah. Like,
0: and, and that's what, I think that's with just about anything, but yeah, having that have, one, they have to have that confidence. So that conversation might not ever come up. Mm-hmm. Let's say they don't have, I mean, cause there's plenty of teeth. If you're just, I'm mean, sorry. There's plenty of teeth. <laughs> um, there's plenty of people that have, you know, let's say not the best smile or, or that kind of thing, but long as they're confident, that doesn't matter. Exactly that doesn't bring that, it yes. up to them. That doesn't affect them. That doesn't, you don't have to go through like, Hey, like making them feel comfortable or making that connection. Like, it's just like, Hey, like we're recommending this, like this, will this will definitely be better for you. And they're like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. You know, or there's some people that were like, I'm good with my right. smile or my teeth or whatever, you know, they there are our flaw that we're recommending. I wouldn't say flaw, but, whatever they need for their, you know, health, that we're saying Mm -hmm. that this might be better. This might better benefit them. They just might say, no, I'm good. Like I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, That's
1: what I I was going for. That's what I was trying to say. I
0: appreciate the, you know, what you guys are saying and I hear you, but this is not the first time I've heard it. So I'm, I'm definitely going to just leave it how it is. Or, you know, unless there's something that you're telling me that's drastically going to change me, then I'm probably not going Mm -hmm. to, as long as
1: it's healthy. That's all that matters. Exactly. And you're happy with it. So that's the biggest thing. All right. Well, I think that wraps up that discussion for today. So let's go ahead and uh, let's get in dental this. terms. Let's go in the segment. Dental terms 102. All right. So today I'm bringing it back to your favorite subject pharmacology. Oh man, let's do it. All right. So
0: disclaimer, not my favorite subject at all, but <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. I had to say, that. um,
1: so based on it, it's it's around a prescription, right? Okay. So d- what does the signa part of the prescription show? Signa. Signa.
0: Okay. I don't remember that at all. That's, th- that's in like the part of like the directions of what it means or
1: correct. So yeah, there's like the, the heading, the body, the, the closing of it. And there's a part, it, or it's on the actual prescription. It shows up as Sig. It, oh. All it is is S I G, but it stands for Cigna. I didn't know that. Okay, I was gonna say I didn't know it stood for Cigna. So now that you say
0: S-I-G, I do. I definitely have seen this a thousand times, mm-hmm. but I can't remember. And if I had a, if I had a prescription in front of me, I might be able to. Yeah.
1: And and then when I thought about this, I was like, well, then that health, uh, what in the insurance company, Cigna. I was like, Oh, it makes perfect uh, sense. I'll tie it back in for <laughs> well, me. Well, if I'm, no, it is spelled different. It is. It's with a C. Correct. Okay. Yeah. But all right. So the Cigna part of the instruction is the instruction for the patient on how to take the prescription. Gotcha. So, like, orally. Exactly. How many times a day? That. And then I guess um, another follow up part is like, what part of it is it found in? Like we said, there's the heading, the body, the closing. Do you know what part the signa is found in? It's gotta be like the body or the heading. It's in the body. You're yeah. correct. Yeah, the body the body is where you have the like the drug name, the dispense number, signa, and then the heading, of course, you have the name, date, address. So that's where like the patient information is. And then down in the closing. So that was that was what I had today, just breaking down the parts of the prescription. That was a good one. Yeah. So I know, I know we kinda it we went that went part went real quick and in pharmacology. Yeah, so when I thought that, that was the other like, day, I was like, oh, that's a good question.
0: I want to say that was like the very beginning when yeah. we were breaking down the label, right? Yep. So, yeah, I definitely got to brush up. I haven't, so I haven't started studying pharmacology because I know I have to really dedicate some time mm-hmm. and energy. And what I mean by that, it's going to take everything yeah, out yeah. of me. That's what so Pharma that's why I've been waiting for break, yeah. you know, so.
1: I'm def- getting all those endings and. Yeah.
0: Because it gets, and even the other day I was looking at it under, um actually i think it was on our exam it was something about the the names of of the i want to say was it the carpules it had something to do and and the endings were all different and they were all together and i'm like okay like mm-hmm. you know i'm used to like it being the same you know kind of thing as you know what the the ending O L O L is you know like that but at the same time like this one was like all over and i'm like oh great this is gonna be like very it's gonna take a lot out of me so but yeah, that's my, that's my plan for break for sure. But yeah, so that was a good one, Cody.
1: Thanks. I, I knew I had to back it up from the last time. So <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Came in on you there.
0: All right. Well, that wraps up basically this episode. We want to thank you again and make sure you're following us on, you know, social media. If you're listening to us on the podcast, if you're following us on YouTube, please subscribe. Or if you're listening to us on YouTube, please mm-hmm. subscribe. So that way you can see when our episodes are going up. They will be going up basically twice a week. That's what we're shooting for right now. Um, it might pick up a little bit for a little for a little while. Maybe in um, the next year, it might oh, you, oh, might have yeah. a little bit more, you know, episodes mm-hmm. and stuff. So yeah. So just make sure you're subscribed, and that way you can you know see when they we're posting them all. Correct. And if you guys have any recommendations on dental terms, dental terms always. You know, shoot us a message. Um, you can comment on the video. If you're on YouTube, you can um, e- even directly email us. You know, our email is teeth at gmail.com. Um, on YouTube, it's because.teeth. If you're, you know, want to look us up on YouTube, mm-hmm. it's just basically going to be our audio for right now. But we'll hopefully get some video yeah, podcasts in the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, on Instagram also too, by the way, it's because.teeth, just so you know um anyone listening so that way you know what to look up not Mm -hmm. just because teeth it's because dot teeth so don't forget the period between and other than that i think that wraps up this episode and look forward to the next episode yep what episode is going to be next
1: episode f
0: episode f that's got to be a good one
1: yeah we'll see what we're bringing to the table that day all right all right we'll see you then why do we do it because Because teeth. teeth